Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Made by Mummers, the podcast. I'm Zoe Hardman, a TV presenter, a radio broadcaster, and a mummy to my absolutely gorgeous 19-month-old daughter, Luna. And I'm Georgia Dayton. I work in marketing for House of Fraser, and I'm mum to a cheeky little boy, Axel, who's 20 months. Yeah, and together, we are Made by Mummers. We are. So the story is, Georgia and I met in a coffee shop whilst we were both pregnant, living in Cheltenham at the time. We'd been dragged, kicking and screaming by our other half. Off to the countryside. <laughs> Off to the countryside you will go um, they're both sportsmen and we ended up having to leave our friends and our family and thank goodness we met that day I know seriously what would we have done I don't even want to think about it <laughs> so we spent the next year or so drinking coffee trying to get back into shape and then of course launching our mummy blog Made by Mummers so Made by Mummers is a blog and an Instagram account you can go there for advice inspiration get to know some of the products we love but also a bit of love and support because we all need it yeah the minute you become a mum you're like I need to give you a warm hug Um, on this series of podcasts we're going to be chatting to some of our favourite celebrity females which is really exciting uh, all about their experiences um, from everything from being pregnant to the birth to the aftermath which we know is very yeah exactly Uh, we're going to have a sleep expert talking to us about her insider tips she reckons she can get your baby to sleep through the night from nine weeks I mean I can't wait to hear about this (laughs) Uh, we're also going to give you some much needed beauty tips uh, some products for quick fixes as well um baby classes toys worth investing in there is a lot of plastic colorful rubbish out there yeah we're gonna sift through all of that <laughs> uh, and how to travel as well with your little one as well so you name it we're gonna cover it should we get on with it let's go so this week we are talking about pregnancy and I am in the middle of it. <laughs> and I am not. <laughs> Which I'm devastated about. Um, yeah, pregnancy. Did you enjoy being pregnant? I did enjoy it. I didn't love it. I think, you know, some women are like, oh, it's the best time of my life. And I kind of expected to be like that, but I wasn't. I just didn't really... Yeah, I didn't love it, didn't hate it. I didn't really have a bad time, didn't really have a good time. Just somewhere in the middle. It was one of those things that you knew what the end was going to be. So yeah. it was always going to be worth it. I think I think the difference between having, a, uh, you know, people, women loving being pregnant and hating it is what happens to your body and the changes that you go through. Some women sail through pregnancy and that's really, really great for them. You know, they don't get any ailments and they're just, it's like they're not even pregnant. You yeah, know, Some exactly. of them don't even get morning sickness, for yeah. example. 
and then other women have such a tough time and it's so exhausting and they're sick for the entire nine months and you know they're in excruciating pain and they have all these complications and that is hideous that is hideous so you were you somewhere in the middle with that I was somewhere in the middle I mean I found out I was pregnant when I was about five or six weeks um, and I just wasn't feeling right and very strangely I was at work and I just got up and left like it was really weird I mean who does that just gets up and leaves their desk doesn't even tell anyone you're going home and I just felt awful I felt like I was going to pass out or just I just, I knew I needed to get home yep. so I told one of my colleagues I was like listen I've got to, I've just got to get out of here I'm going bye like see you later phoned a friend who um, has a baby and I was like oh um, yeah I'm not feeling very well I knew she was kind of like around my home and I was like oh do you want to come over she was like yeah sort of describing my symptoms to her and she was like you're not pregnant are you <laughs> I was like no definitely not no, we're not. You know, we're not there yet. We're gonna, we're gonna leave that. We've got too many weddings. We've got too many parties to go to. And um, then I sort of went upstairs and I had an old pregnancy test. Did the test, but I didn't have the box with the instructions, so I didn't actually know what any of those lines meant. <laughs> <laughs> so I done this test and I was like, well, I don't really know what that means. No, I'm not pregnant. So I sent a picture to my friend who was coming over and she was like, um, I sort of think that means you're pregnant. I was like, no, I don't think it does. So she went to Boots, bought me one of those tests did the test I was actually weeing in front of her two year old who was there I was like literally seeing my future in front of me (laughs) and I was pregnant and my husband was working away so I wasn't, wasn't going to see him for another couple of days. So I just thought, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. We wasn't yeah. planning it. We wasn't really like even there quite yet. And um, so, yeah, I just waited. It was his birthday in two days time. You waited for two days? I waited for two days. I didn't answer my phone to him. I don't know what he thought he was. You were so, having an affair. He probably, probably. did. I was having an affair. <laughs> I couldn't speak to him. I literally couldn't because no. I knew if I spoke to him, mm. I was going to tell him. So I had to just make excuses. So like he was messaging me like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, sorry the hair dries on oh sorry I'm just about to go to the gym oh sorry sorry yeah see you see you Saturday see you Saturday and then I like put the pregnancy test in a box and gave it to him as a gift oh that's and such it was a lovely really story nice. yeah and he was over the moon he was over the moon he yeah. definitely wanted it a lot longer than I had wanted it yeah because you guys have been together since you were 17 and you're now nearly 30 <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we've been together a long time we definitely have waited yes yeah well how did you find out you were pregnant um well obviously mine's a bit of a different story because I have my sister very very sadly was diagnosed with the early menopause um, at the age of 34 so she got married we had this wonderful wedding for her and she was madly in love with her sort of um, university sweetheart and she came off the pill and started getting all of these really horrendous symptoms but she was sort of confused between whether they were pregnancy symptoms or something else that was sinister that was going on Uh, it transpired that she obviously wasn't pregnant that she had been taking the pill since she was 16 and the oestrogen from the pill had been masking her menopause so poor thing I mean literally the worst time of her life obviously confirmed that she didn't have any eggs left and didn't you know was never going to be able to have a child of her own Um, and very sadly that was the demise of her marriage as well so we we had a different experience getting there because it's obviously hereditary my mum my grandmother went through it at 42 my mum went through it at 40 Um, so we knew that there was early menopause sort of in the family history but at 34 you still think you've got at least yeah six years six years left of of being all right with it but sadly Catherine missed the boat Um, so she rung me up and said listen this is the situation it is hereditary 
there's a high chance you're going to go through this as well you need to go and get your your amh levels tested um and if you can you need to get your eggs frozen as quickly as you possibly can so i went to a clinic uh, my amh was 2.3 an average for a woman my age is somewhere between sort of 25 and 30 i think so oh, wow. just very low ovarian reserve so i had a really tough decision to make at that point which was do i'd only met doza my husband my now husband seven months prior to this so it was, we were very early on in our relationship yeah. but i knew that i wanted to have a baby with him um so I had this conversation with him and he was amazingly understanding and he said listen and I said look I'm going to get my eggs frozen because it's something that I want to do there's no pressure on you but I'm just going to go ahead and do it so I went through 14 days of injecting my stomach trying to harvest they found five follicles on my left hand side none on my right ovary um, and then over the course of the 14 days every single egg apart from one died which was so yeah. oh, you go through all of that yeah exactly absolutely heartbreaking we got to the end of the cycle and the specialist said to me we're not going to harvest the egg because we like to take between 15 and 20 when we go through this process and we've obviously only got one um, so forget it and I w- remember walking out of the clinic and just howling on my own in the street thinking I'll never have a child. So did that mean he was saying forget it like you're not gonna have a child naturally? He, she basically said to me you'll never have a baby naturally we haven't given you the right concoction of drugs so we need to go back and look because we, there are eggs there so mine wasn't as final as hers Yeah. but I knew it was it was like a ticking time bomb mm. you know every day that went past I thought I was one day less you know t- to having a baby yeah. for me that's what it felt like um, I remember ringing Dozer up and saying that's it I'm never going to have a baby naturally and, da, da, da. and he said look let's enjoy the rest of the summer we'll start trying in September and let's just try naturally and on December the 31st New Year's Eve we conceived Luna and completely Aww. naturally took us four months and my, it was like you know that's why I get goosebumps thinking about it because I just never thought it was going to be possible for me so I count my blessings every single day with these pregnancies yeah of course I think a lot of women go through that I mm. remember at NCT um, you know you go around the room and you say how you know how you found out you were pregnant and how you got to that stage and two out of the six women in the room mm. were actually at their appointment about to go through IVF when they found out they were pregnant oh my God. it's crazy isn't it sometimes it's just that rela- relaxing taking the stress out of it that gets you there yeah. I yeah. mean I hadn't been on the pill since I was 20 21. So I conceived when I was, what, 26 or 27, I can't remember. Um, and really, essentially, we could have been trying for five or six years. But as soon as we stopped thinking about it and just decided we'd wait for a little bit, or mm. we were pregnant. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely... Everybody, yeah. everybody has their own, I hate using the word, but their own journey to get to to get to get baby. Yeah. And they're very powerful stories that you hear. I mean, you, you, you're taught in your teens, you know, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant, <laughs> exactly. don't get pregnant. Yeah. And then the minute you want to get pregnant, you can't. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not as easy as you think it is. No. And there's lots of complications, you know, people waiting later on in life to have kids and... I don't know. I think, yeah, people people really have gone through pain to get their babies. They have. And then once you get to it, you're, you know, feeling, you know, oh, my gosh, this is the best. This is a miracle. Mm. And then you feel rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> as 
suddenly like a massive down like <laughs> oh and now I feel like I've got a hangover for five months yeah that's how I felt yeah definitely it's hard yeah for me the first and the second pregnancies have been so different um, I don't know if, the, if if anyone listening agrees with this the first one I was quite sort of smug pregnant woman just inside just like this is so easy I remember being in Pasha in Ibiza <laughs> and it was like six o'clock in the morning and I was six months pregnant and I was like in the front like woo woo you know now well this pregnancy at six months I've been in bed every single night by about 7.30 just like <laughs> clinging onto my pregnancy pillow like howling into it just being exhausted but that's because we've got a toddler to run around after. well yeah exactly I mean I don't actually know how you do it I forget that you're pregnant sometimes oh, not so much now but earlier on yeah. I totally would forget because you just sound like you were doing the same thing as me but obviously like 10 times more tired growing a human at yeah, the same just, time yeah, casually growing a human in your tummy <laughs> yeah pregnancy is um, is 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 an amazing wondrous thing to go through and it can cause a lot of issues as well at the same time and it can make you feel all kinds of things and um yeah it's it can be a very scary time it can be you know it's obviously wrapped up in all this amazement and love and you know excitement and stuff but it can freak you out as well and it can make you feel very low and you know i think it's really important to support pregnant women because we are going through like huge changes in our body yeah exactly and there's so many rules like i I forgot about that i had a friend over and the other day and she's very you know early stages of pregnancy and she was asking me all these questions about like what she can eat and can she take a bath a hot bath and i'd forgotten about all Mm. of that stuff Mm. so sometimes it is really daunting when you start searching on the internet for you know what can you eat what can you do um but at the end of the day everyone's experience is different and everyone handles it differently yeah and my advice is get a mumspiration you know that person that's been pregnant maybe once or twice that you're really close to and you can kind of chat to her and find out all the sort of ins and outs because it can be so overwhelming um, so yeah you're my mumspiration oh that's very now nice. do me do you? <laughs> and you're, you're mine yeah thanks yeah, you're you a bit slow mine. but yeah. okay <laughs> should we get into the pregnancy chat I can't wait let's go hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. So I'm very excited. It's our first ever podcast. And I actually think we've nailed the ultimate guest here today, George. Uh, She is first and foremost an amazing mummy. Beautiful. I'm looking at her now. Absolutely stunning. She presents The One Show on BBC One. She's now an author as well. The lovely Alex Jones. Oh, hello both. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, congratulations on your first podcast. I hope I, you know... I'm okay as a first guest. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be reviewing you afterwards, so we'll okay. let you know. Um, Alex, thank you so much for doing this today. Pleasure, um, honestly. You've had such an exciting journey, really, to falling pregnant. 
What's your story? So our story was, um, Charlie and I met quite late on. I mean, we were in our early 30s. So I'd had a relationship before. It hadn't worked out with a lovely boy um, who is still lovely, lovely. But actually, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. So I met Charlie when I moved to London for the one show. And we were just messing about. We were having a nice time. I mean, we were going to restaurants and bars and just really having nice holidays. (laughs) Those are the days. You know, and I really thought, oh, gosh, is this man gonna ask me to marry him or what and Charlie's like laid back he's you know such a typical Kiwi really laid back and um, it took him a while let's just say but then he surprised me um, out of the blue one day we were in the Atlas Mountains in Morocco and got married and then literally literally four minutes later so are you gonna start trying then oh yeah the question yeah the question doesn't it so we were like, yeah, of course, you know, we knew we wanted children, but we had been a bit blasé, really, because we thought we were a bit bulletproof, mm. even though, you know, we were drinking quite a lot of wine, to be fair, <laughs> and, um, you know, eating quite a rich diet. But then I was exercising and all the rest of it. But I did think, you know, it'll be fine. We'll be fine. And actually, that was really naive of us because you never know is the thing no of course you don't it doesn't matter you know, you know what your lifestyle is you never know you never how know. it's going to be so I did this documentary for um, BBC One all about fertility because I just felt that people weren't really talking about it and I didn't know whether or not we'd have a problem we hadn't started trying at that point and I mean trying's a funny phrase isn't it I mean <laughs> yeah but you do you have <laughs> you know, to practice practice it's like having sex isn't it really but you know yeah we hadn't you know but anyway we weren't in the frame you started of mind. having a lot of sex we did great suddenly <laughs> And we started drinking a lot of Nutribullets. That sort of thing. And uh, the wine was kind of consigned to the weekend. Yeah, you know, so we we made a concerted effort. And so, yeah, we were lucky. We fell pregnant pretty quickly. But it was because lots of our friends suddenly, who were kind of mid-30s, were talking about you know, IVF, donor eggs, um, how they'd had many miscarriages, how it was becoming a real issue for them. And I thought, oh, my goodness, we really need to start thinking about Mm. this seriously because it's not, you know, it's the one thing I knew above everything else. You know, career, I mean, takes a backseat. I always wanted a family. Did that scare you? Really scared me. And then we started filming the documentary and I agreed, and I don't know why, to having a test to see how fertile I was on camera. See, that's interesting because there's been a lot in the press about it recently that a lot, you know, that should, people should be allowed to have that because it might make you, you might make different life choices, Mm. mightn't you really? Mm. Well, I didn't realise, you see, you could have a blood test and it is something you can ask your GP for. But of course, until you're in that zone, you don't really know. So we did the test as part of the filming and luckily it, it was fine and for somebody my age I was 37 at the time um, my egg AMH yeah that's right yeah it was quite it was quite high Um, it it looked okay so but then Charlie was like Al that morning before the results came he said do you realise what you're doing here and I thought actually it is such big news that I'm about to receive Mm. you know it's going to change the course of our life potentially and if the news is that you know, it's not good and my AMH count is very low, my egg reserve is low, I'm going to be devastated. I mean, luckily, that's not the way it went. But 
it really taught me how fragile the whole situation is. You spend the whole of your 20s trying well, not, not to get to be pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> You're doing everything, you know. You're using all your protection and everything else. And then when you meet the one and you try, whenever that is, suddenly it becomes this thing that you think, I'm going to not be able to do this. And then it plagues you, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, I remember maybe even five years before... Um, meeting Charlie or even less than that you know you'd be taking kind of thinking oh my gosh I've forgotten to take my pills so you yeah. take three yep. at the same time thinking <laughs> right that'll do it that'll, that'll work and of course it doesn't you know it doesn't work like that but psychologically everything to not get pregnant and then the minute your mindset switches as you say mm. it becomes a focus and that focus can be quite overwhelming yeah and hard to deal with but you know as I say luckily for us it happened relatively easy um and we were so so grateful mm. for that because yeah. you know you just realize suddenly oh my goodness it's the one thing i want above yeah anything else do you remember where you were when you found out oh yeah casually <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait for this oh. well you see i didn't think it would happen as quick as it did and so um I'd been feeling a little bit ropey, but I just thought I was tired because of work. And then we went to a beer garden um, <laughs> on a Thursday night, as we used to, um, back in the day. And I just had, like, I don't know, two or three glasses of rosé, which normally would have been fine, wouldn't touch the sides. Really. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly I was like, absolutely hammered. And I thought, <laughs> That's so, that does what's happen, going on? Doesn't it? Yeah. And I just hadn't really enjoyed drinking it. I thought, oh, there's something not right here. And I thought, hang on a minute. And so I... My friend who used like ovulation kits, she used loads. She was peeing on sticks a lot. She was obsessed with peeing on sticks, right? And I just thought, I'm not going down that road. Anyway, she gave me a bag full of them. Bag for life, like to the top, (laughs) full of sticks. (laughs) Because she had tons of them. I thought, I'll just just see. And anyway, I used one and suddenly this result came, which meant I was super, super fertile. And I thought, well, that's weird, isn't it? On the day where I'd choose to just have a go. And I thought, hang on, I wonder whether that means something else. Anyway, did a pregnancy test. And it was positive. So you did an ovulation test first. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. And then, so I rang Charlie because I thought, well, he needs to know, obviously. (laughs) Of course. This is great news. And um, I forgot he was in an open plan office and wasn't expecting the call. She was like, <laughs> you did it over the phone? Yeah. You didn't wait face to no. face? No. No. Didn't think, you see. So I just did the test and went, hi, guess what? It's amazing news. We're going to have a baby. And he went, oh, well, that's great news, Al. I'm just going to have to call you back. <laughs> that is fantastic. And then he, co- he went out of the office, called me back. And he was, you know, he was ecstatic. It was amazing. That's amazing. So you're, you're 38 at that point. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, you find out you're pregnant, then what goes through your mind? Because you're obviously a, a massive career girl. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, for me, I mean, I instantly, I just imagined being at home. I don't know, something switched because it was just the thing that I really, really wanted always. And obviously, I love my job. And I mean, after about an hour, I got a grip on myself and thought, <laughs> right, how am I actually going to do this? Because I'm going to need to work. Um, and a lot of the pregnancy was spent kind of not worrying but wondering how it would work um because you know you have no idea and then my boss when I had to tell him and I worried about telling him because I thought oh gosh he's gonna jump to conclusions now and think that I need a year off and there'll be somebody else doing my job and I was worried about that yeah um but I told him and he was brilliant and he said so what do you think I said well I think baby in April back um no baby in January back by April 
And he kind of went wow, soon. for three months. Three months. Mm. Mm. Because I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, you don't know actually until you get there. I mean, I've got friends at the moment who are pregnant for the first time and they're like, yeah, I think I'm going to go back full time after six months. And I'm like, I mean, you won't. You, you know, you're laughing in your head thinking, no, yeah. that's not going to happen. It's too much, isn't it? It's too, but you make, I suppose, unrealistic promises without really knowing and it doesn't matter how much your friends tell you or your family tells you, listen, you know, you need to really consider the impact this is going to have. And you just think, yeah, but I can do it. I mean, you know, capable, got everything sorted. And then a baby comes mm. and blows all of that out of the water. Everything goes out the window, doesn't it? Yeah. What was driving your sort of desire, I guess, at that point to go back to work? Was it just that this is all you've you've kind of known and, and you've been at the one show for such a long time, you I didn't suppose, want to miss out? Yeah, it's that. I mean, well, I mean, there's lots of different reasons. So um, I really wanted a baby, but I really do love my job and didn't want to lose it. And I am just one of these people who is pretty paranoid about things like that mm. <laughs> I don't mind saying I mean I love the job and I respect it and for that reason I don't want to lose it and you know in my head I thought oh god if I'm not there will people forget will they get somebody who's better all those things that oh, I think a lot of women feel yeah they, but they do. don't think they can say isn't it sad that that's that, that's what we're thinking in our heads when we've, we've just found out the happiest piece of news oh. in the planet and then we're suddenly thinking am I going to lose my job? Yeah, yeah, and people eyeing up their maternity cover. I remember doing that thinking, oh, who are they going to get to replace me? And in the end, it was a friend who replaced me at work. But it's so daunting because you think, oh my God, they're going to like her better. Yeah. She's going to do a better job. Yeah. And really, she should be concentrating on, you know, the baby and get, you know, getting to that moment when you meet them. Yeah, that is exactly right. And if I did it again, and hopefully we will do it again, but I would definitely take longer off next time. But, you know... You, you you can't say I wish in hindsight because you just simply didn't know. And I mean, it was one of the big mistakes I made, I suppose. Do you feel to go, that now? Yeah. Um, trying to go back a three and a half months was, I mean, mm. it wasn't full time. It was part time. But still, I think, yeah, it was way too soon. Um, you know, I didn't think I was doing anything well. I didn't feel I was being a good mum. And I didn't feel I was being good in my job because I'd lost a lot of confidence. You know, nothing fit. All my clothes were tight. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my mind was elsewhere. My mind was at home. And and so I was there in person, but just not in spirit. Mm. And that lasted probably, I don't know, five and a half months. It started to feel a lot better. Mm. And then it got better from there. But yeah, it was too soon for me. I'm not saying, I mean, some people go back after two weeks and they find it fine, but it wasn't right for me. I remember going back and doing my first heart show after I'd given birth to Luna. And I really wanted to take a kind of, you know, four or five months off and just, just be at home. But then they, they rang me up and said, do you want to come and do a, a Christmas special? And it was 10 weeks after she'd been born. And I remember leaving her driving down from Cheltenham and I was just in floods of tears the entire journey got to the studio had to sit in the studio pump yeah you know I was like people at the window and I was thinking what am I doing here it was the what and then at that point I sat my boss down and said look I know you want I want to get back and I know you want me to come back and it's great but I'll see you in March and it was the best thing that I did was just yeah, tucking myself away you. again and because you can't I don't know for me I just felt I was doing her a disservice. It was more about me wanting to be with her. I just couldn't wrench myself away from her. No. You know, she was with my mum and she was having a lovely time and it was fine. But Well, that's the thing. And you think, you know, you try. So, you know, I had decided to breastfeed and I found it. 
I mean, I found it really hard. I found it painful. Yeah. And it just didn't come very naturally. However, it, it was better after six weeks and then I didn't want to stop. But knowing that I was going back to work, I thought, oh, gosh, how is this going to work? So I'd be there pumping between production mm. meeting and rehearsal. And then again, before we went live to stop everything from leaking on television, it was just hideous. I mean, yeah, in hindsight, I'd put too much pressure on myself. Awful time those first few months yeah it it just wasn't good and actually I was still feeding Ted first thing in the morning and last thing at night Um, and that you know continued for a while but then things just dry up don't they you know and I was pumping the life out of myself (laughs) 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 but you know saying that I would try and do it again because you you know I feel that that probably is the best thing you can do at the beginning and I try again but if it, if it didn't work next time even at the beginning I wouldn't put so much pressure on myself yeah it's the, the pressure <laughs> it is the pressure isn't it yeah. I mean I didn't do it for that long um I'm glad that I tried and I'm yeah. glad that I did I mean at the end of the day they've been living in your tummy for nearly 10 months haven't they so yeah. that bond between you you just want it to continue oh I'm sorry people out. put so much pressure the, 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 the healthcare the healthcare professionals do put a lot of pressure on you to breastfeed you know we're yeah. all told the advice that breast is uh, breast is best um, but fundamentally what's best is keeping your baby alive keeping them healthy they're gaining weight at the beginning and happy and if you can't breastfeed you can't breastfeed no one said that to me at the beginning. They yeah, were like, go yeah. through it, through the pain, through the blood, through the pus. It's like, oh. I'm sorry, no. I'm not. If I can't do it this time round, then I can't do it. Yeah, you even, know. even mum said, I think it was about four weeks in, and she was watching me, and we were sitting in the lounge. <laughs> and I was like in tears. You know, so and you know, it's when they latch, and you sort of, you curl your toes, and you think, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. And then they latch, and oh, it's like a cheese grater, isn't it? It is, oh, yeah. And, and you think, oh... And mum said, Al, listen, nobody's forcing you to do this. You know, you can carry on, but you can also start combination feeding. Yeah. You know, just do what you think is best. And it was really nice, actually, to have mum on side and, you know, just not being preachy. But to be fair, you know, I think for everybody, you just have to do what you feel you can manage. Yeah, of course. And I think when you're pregnant and reading all the books and, you know, going to NCT classes, you always think it's just going to be a breeze when it, you know, that's the last thing on your mind, actually. You know, yeah, I'm going to breastfeed. Yeah, of course I am. Why wouldn't I? And then it happens and you think, oh, hang on a minute. (laughs) I didn't realise it was going to be this hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen... It, for some people, it just doesn't happen in that natural, you know, in inverted commas, the most natural thing in the world. It's, sometimes it just doesn't happen like that. No, they said, oh, they'll crawl up your chest. <laughs> yes, <with> the <laughs> follow the line. Find your nipple <laughs> and then that'll be it. I was like, cool, that sounds all right. <laughs> Brilliant. And then Come out crawling. That's not how it worked at all. <laughs> <laughs> so did you do any like NCT classes or any prep? Yep, I did NCT. We did um, we did it all in a weekend. Oh, did you? The yeah. fast track. But I have to say, I loved my NCT group. I mean, we're all still really good friends. Um, we had seven couples Aww. and we're still all very much in touch. And they were my lifeline really? at the beginning mm. and hopefully me to them. I mean, I still look at our WhatsApp thread that goes right back to be- you know when we were pregnant just before. And we were the first one um, to have Teddy. And then that sort of started all the births happening and it was just yeah it was brilliant I mean four in the morning there is nobody Mm. else really you can really talk to who's in exactly the same situation at the same time I mean obviously my other friends were brilliant who'd already had children but it's really hard to remember those 
exact weeks because at the time it's a fixation isn't it what yeah. should be happening in week two well of course somebody who's got a one and a half year old can't remember week two so for me and I know people think it's a middle class idea but it was the best 220 or whatever it was pounds that I ever spent yes yeah. so hands down we talk about this don't yeah, we yeah we do I mean I did it um I had a bit of a different experience I didn't particularly enjoy it but should have come to ours <laughs> yours know. sounds amazing some people just right get laugh. lucky don't they I had to go on my own as well I think that was part of why I didn't enjoy it I turned up as like the girl on her own everyone wondering where a partner was oh, no. <laughs> because my husband couldn't come because he was like playing football or whatever so yeah. there, there was me on my own um, but I did learn a lot you know about birth and you know how to prepare there's lots of bouncing on balls and yeah I mean all of that see, I thought was kind of it was good because to be fair I mean even at 38 I had no idea how to change a nappy I'll be honest you know so the basics were kind of all there and it was lovely because everybody there was um, in their kind of late 30s and it was a leveller because nobody was embarrassed we were all asking the most basic questions and we felt it was you know a safe arena to do that but I think it was more about the friendships that developed really you know the basics you can google at a push but it it was more about just finding that set of people that were going to be going through the same thing at the same time it's about finding a soulmate my mum always said to me you need one soulmate when you're going through pregnancy and to carry you into the birth and afterwards and if you've got that and you're then you're set you know that one person that you can go and have a cup of coffee with or have a glass of wine or go for a walk to the park or talk about the color of your child's poo you know somebody that really understands it because the ones that have got one and a half year olds their kids are asleep (laughs) they're not up at four o'clock in the morning (laughs) hopefully and it's it's such a tiring period i think your brain purposefully forgets bits of it that were really hard so you know you can't have the same chats with mm. people who are so you know they, they want to be there to help you and support but actually they, they just simply don't remember what you're going through now let's talk about being actually being pregnant how yep. did you find your changing body oh i loved it you did loved you? it i loved, oh, I loved that. that i loved it i loved that there was no pressure to be slim i loved i could eat whatever I wanted uh, yeah. but actually I was quite healthy because you you know you, you're very mm. conscious aren't you that you're feeding directly um, a new little baby and so I was more healthy than I'd ever been I continued to exercise a bit as well so I stopped I stopped running or doing really any cardio at around five months say I stopped running probably it's pretty good four. going yeah that's great going you know but I didn't find out I was pregnant until nine weeks so oh wow nine weeks yeah <gasps> Yeah. So you didn't have long to your scan or anything no, like no, that? No, no, no. So it all happened quite quickly. Um, but in terms of changing body, I know some people struggle with it and my best friend did and I completely understand that because it is odd. It's as if somebody's taken over your body and you see it changing. And, you know, it is funny, isn't it? When you go, mm, I've got this really weird, odd ridge now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> where my abs used yeah, to be. Yeah, where my abs used to be. What was that about then? And, you know, towards the end, as you know now, Zoe, it's, it's very hard. It's, you just can't get shoes on. And, mm. you know, that bit is is difficult. But, but on the whole, I look back with immense fondness. I mean, Teddy made me feel super happy from the get-go. You know, oh, that's so nice to hear. Yeah. And you didn't mind you know the the boobs and the no. bump and the bum and oh no i was thinking well this is amazing yeah I, you know you because if you look at it from kind of a, you know if you're watching a richard attenborough or a, a david attenborough documentary and it's so fascinating mm. what your body is able to do and i just remember thinking 
I'm so grateful that bits of me inside ha- have worked together to make this possible. And yeah, okay, I mean, some nights I'd be looking at myself in a pair of knickers going, hmm, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't good, is it? And, you know, one of these kind of just maternity bras, you know. I mean... I was really excited to underwired after a while. Yeah. You know, oh, again. were you? Yeah. I loved those um, like little cami bra things. I did for wear. a while, but then I was like, I need to get back into a proper bra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went to M&S the other day and I was like, look, I need a couple of maternity bras because I'd obviously chucked them out because, you know, in disgust. After the first time, I'm like, never want to see these ever again. And then I was thinking, oh, shit, I actually haven't got any. And this lovely lady, this really lovely, she was from the Caribbean. And I was like, I'm just looking for like, you know, a fairly sort of sexy maternity bra. She said, forget about sexy. It's all about the baby. And she pulled out these, they're like bolster holders. Like I could put one of them on my head. Oh no. And I was like, I don't want to wear this. I really don't. Anyway, of course I bought two. Of course. And they're at home now. Yeah. Yeah. And they are the aftermath. They, they are, are comfy. comfy. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, there were times when kind of, you know, when you're pregnant and, um, you know, you become quite virtuous, you know, and I was like, I'm going home to bed and I'm going to drink a cup of tea and read a book. And I loved all of that about yeah. it. I just really like the pressure not to have to be out. And it was lovely. Um, and on the on the sort of rare occasions, Charlie would go out and then I'd had a particularly bad day or something where you feel a bit grim about yourself and he'd come back and he was a little bit tipsy and I'd be like, where have you been? <laughs> you don't love me anymore. <laughs> You've been out. He was like, oh, well, I've just been for a few pints. I'd be like, I know, but look at me. And then I'd follow him to the kitchen and then I'd look at myself in the mirror and go, okay, I'm going back to bed. Yeah, waddling back. the duvet back over me. <laughs> Did you find it being hard, like hard being in those social situations where everyone else is drinking and you're just sitting there looking over longingly, wishing you could be yeah, as well? I guess at the beginning, you sort of go off alcohol alcohol don't mm. you I didn't want anything and then kind of past the halfway mark you do start thinking hmm, a little glass of wine would be nice yeah but, you know sometimes I'd have a sip of Charlie's with a meal and that would do me then I'd yeah. be fine yeah. yeah you know I know you're not really supposed to well nobody really knows but uh, oh, well, general, I have been but you know I I'd have maybe a glass and then I'd drink half it and that would yeah. be good enough but actually I think that was better because it just kept me happy enough to be out and socialising mm. you know you don't want to feel like a complete kind of oh no. fun sponge yeah. Yeah. I can't do have anything <laughs> just get to me so if I was going to have one more lime and soda I swear <laughs> I know I became obsessed with fizzy water with lime in it like yeah. I couldn't get enough of it it was really weird did you have any like weird cravings or anything like that I don't think I did have any cravings uh, well apart from apples but I still eat a lot of apples and now Teddy loves apples they're really good for heartburn apparently as well Are so they? maybe that was like a subconscious thing going on maybe it was because yeah. really I don't think I had much heartburn and maybe that's why Zoe's at the moment is carrots. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with carrots. I mean, I waddle down to the kitchen in the middle of the night. I'd been asleep probably two or three hours, and I'll just go to the fridge, get a carrot, and my husband can just hear me down the corridor, back into bed with my carrot. He's like, "You love carrots more than me," and actually, at the moment, it's true. But Um, thank God, carrots. I mean, it could be Mars bars. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Did you feel sexy when you were pregnant? I mean. I want to say yes, because, you know, it's amazing. But no, I didn't. No, No, I didn't. Um, Only because I just couldn't be bothered, you know, after a point to make an effort. And so I'd be in the most grim underwear. You know, we are talking chewing gum white here now. (laughs) Chewing gum white. You know, it was all a bit grim. But I didn't, 
You know, uh, no, I didn't. I mean, I wish I could say yes, but I didn't. Do you think it's important, though, to keep that side of your life going? Because we we have, my husband and I have endless discussions about this. He's obviously a rugby player, so there's a lot of um, changing room chat and a lot of the wives and girlfriends are pregnant. Um, and everyone has kind of different views on what you're still... Ha- like, I remember talking to my girlfriend the other day going, yeah, no, we had sex last night. This was like 10 days ago. And they're like, you're still having sex? And I'm like, well, I'm trying to, <laughs> even you, though it's you've pretty functional. Got to try. You've got to try. I think so. I mean, it is a bit functional. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, you still need that closeness. Mm-hmm. And especially... I think going into a period where your life is going to be turned upside down, I mean, you know, with you, it's going to happen again, where you go back to the beginning. And and things are quite tough in the first sort of six to eight weeks. So I think if you go into it with that closeness, you're a little bit more armed to deal with what's to come, is my theory. I mean, some days, I won't lie, I was just like, okay, let's just... Let's just get this done. How long will it take you from start to finish? <laughs> you know, Four minutes? Let's just get this done. But at the same time, I think, you know, I appreciated the fact that we could still be us because mm. you do feel like just something that's housing something else towards the end. Yeah. And you it's know. nice to feel wanted when you're yeah. maybe not loving yourself. Yeah. You know, it, that someone still finds you attractive. I that's know. actually lovely. Yeah, but I think, you know, I mean, Charlie was saying, I mean, Al, I, I love you as much now, if not more. So it's no different to me. And it's amazing. You can do this and I can't. And he's just going, I think that's pretty incredible. So, you know. It's an amazing thing, isn't it? And yeah. he was looking at you and thinking, you're growing my son. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then we'd sort of have a little hug in bed and then Teddy would boot him in the back. <laughs> Get away. There was a lot of that. He's like, get off. It's just me and Mama over here. Get over. <laughs> then the pregnancy pillow comes down and, ooh, you don't need yeah. a husband. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're the, the best divider. thing ever. <laughs> um, products that you absolutely swear by during pregnancy. During pregnancy, um, I used Clarins Oil. Now, a lady who had three sets of twins and I met her in Glasgow. Three, hang on. Three <laughs> sets of twins? Oh, I know. Oh, wow. Three sets of twins. We were filming in their house in Glasgow. She was the most lovely woman. And they'd had a set of twins first. Then they just wanted a third because they thought another one will be easy after having twins. And they fell pregnant with twins again. And then (laughs) there was a gap of eight years. And then they fell pregnant with another set of twins. No. How is your luck? Oh, Oh my god, that makes me feel sick. Me too. I mean, I'm petrified. It would have to be like Blood Brothers, where you literally give one away. But um, (laughs) she was amazing, and she said, honestly, the only piece of advice I'll give you is Clarins oil on the bump every day. Right. I was like, well, if it's good enough for her. Yeah. So I went and bought it, and I went through about maybe four bottles during the entire (laughs) pregnancy, but worked a treat. Really good for stretch marks. Yeah, nothing. Wow. Yeah. I wish you'd told me this eight months ago. Get it on now. Right, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A few days left. <laughs> yeah. So Clarins... So Clarins okay. oil. I think it's it's called a sort of a um, body tonic or something, but that was amazing. And did you take any supplements? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was there taking everything you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, Anything that said pregnancy on yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I took kind of... Um, there was a set of vitamins with kind of two... Sets in the same box. Pregnant Care Max. Pregnant Care yes. Max. There you are. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> and just, yeah, I suppose lots of Nutribullets. Yeah. Were mm. you green juicing like an absolute yeah. lunatic? Yeah. 
yeah 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 anything you can get anything that's green in the fridge you're like mm, i'll just put that in there broccoli celery so it's like oh, yeah. this is disgusting honestly but- i still hate them <laughs> <laughs> hate them i mean loads of people are like oh i love juice and you're like really liar <laughs> <laughs> mine liar. is now crunching up cornflakes and carrots i've just juicing has gone out the window now i'm just having what i really yeah. want i mean your baby's cooked yeah you're there you're yeah. fine now yeah, yeah 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 um and i guess i guess just to kind of wrap things up with where you are now obviously teddy's 14 months mm. are you thinking about number two definitely you shook your head and said definitely yeah <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought not was it's coming. a welsh thing it's like now in a minute um yeah definitely so we basically we've we've had long discussions but we think while we've got all the kit i mean it looks like mother care in our kitchen everything's lined up and since everything's there sleep is broken we just think let's just add another one to the mix here hopefully touch wood and then we can all move on to the next stage yeah, together get that's all how the we're hard, thinking yeah. I yeah. mean but you know what we don't know I mean hopefully it will happen like it did last time but there's nothing to say that that'll be the case and if it doesn't then we have got an amazing little boy and but I really feel that our family's not yet complete. Mm, do you? Yeah, you mm. just get a sense, don't you, that there's mm. there's just an opening for another little one. Just so they can be little bezos, yeah. little playmates as well. It's yeah. not, I see when my stepdaughter comes and she's with us, you know, Luna just lights up when Isla walks in the room and her, her first one of her first words was Isla, Isla. And when she goes, she goes, oh, Isla. And it's just devastating. Yeah. I couldn't do that to her personally. But. And it's, it's, you know, some people, especially at a certain age, kind of think that... You shouldn't, you know, lots of people suffer miscarriages and all the rest of it in in silence the second time around Mm because you don't feel you can say because you've already got one. But I think it doesn't matter what age you start your family, you still have a right to dream about what you saw and, you know, the setup that you imagined. And if it happens, great. And if not, but I think at least we're going to try. Good. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. gonna try. <laughs> what a lovely point! I love that as well because that's that's your vision of what you wanted for your family. Yeah, so. and it, you, you can't help when you met the right one to start a family with. And sometimes it's later than you thought, but you still got to go for it. I think and try and you know match that sort of dream that you had. Really, I can't believe you're forty. You look about twenty. Oh my god, honestly, seriously, that's so much. <laughs> um, the book, winging it. Yes. Tell us. The book has got, mm, it's it's a very honest and raw, candid account of um, my first year as a mum. I wrote it. I don't know even how, Zoe. How have you done that? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I wrote it kind of when he was between five and nine months. Wow. Um, But really, because I was in it nothing there is written in hindsight it's as it's happening and so that's why now I'm kind of glad I did it that way because Mm. it'll be a very very real account for even us as a family to look back on when Ted's a lot older there's controversial bits in there about relationship that we've been discussing this morning yeah you know when's too soon to have sex again all of that sort of stuff (laughs) you know the grim stuff but you know it needs to be chatted about of course it does how you feel postpartum um how the last chapter actually is what we've just discussed is you know when do you try again or you know 
how hard it can be the second time. Is it okay to admit that you still want another baby? And I think it is okay to mm. say, yeah, that was the vision we had. Um, so it's it's a lot of subjects that I feel I hadn't seen in a lot of baby books. It hasn't got basics in it, like how to wean and all that, because let's face it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know, having done it. But it's got some people, experts in there as well with proper advice. And then it's more kind of conversation starters, the rest of it. It's like a support group, I hope. Well, you've, you've only left one here and it's in front of me so sadly Georgia I'm taking it home I will you can pass it on to me next time round Georgia I will post one to you (laughs) thank you it looks amazing Uh, we can't wait to read it you've been an absolute joy uh, to chat to and thank you so much thank Thank you you. thank you Alex so we are coming to the end of our first podcast and what we're going to do each week uh, is talk about our five favourite products that we literally can't live without obviously today we're talking about pregnancy Um, so the first one on my list maternity brands clothing brands that I'm absolutely loving at the moment because it's become a big talking point in my own head (laughs) to try and find brands that actually clothes that actually make you feel well relatively okay yeah I mean I loved H&M jeans they were like my number one thing I think I bought three different colours and they like you know went the whole way with me from about 12 weeks till the end yeah so H&M we're absolutely loving for jeans ASOS do fantastic range of maternity clothes um, and you can kind of get something for every single you know yeah everything everything that you're going to a wedding a work day you know a chill day with your husband whatever it is shirts yeah they're really good ASOS are great and also I've discovered this pregnancy an amazing website called Nine in the Mirror so Ooh. a little bit more luxe than ASOS and H&M a little bit punchier but basically these are designer non-maternity clothes right and at each stage in the pregnancy they split them up between zero to three three to six and six to nine months you can wear so if you want to go to a wedding and you want to wear a DVF dress yeah you can find DVF click on the stage of pregnancy that you're at and then you can see um, uh, the model wearing it as a non-maternity dress and then with the bump at the stage that you're at wow. so all of these clothes are normal clothes but you can wear them during pregnancy that is incredible a bit more spenny but really worth checking out love it nine yeah. in the mirror I think this isn't a product but it's in a you know it's an ingredient that's in a lot of things ginger I think it's the only thing that can you know stop you from feeling sick I used to love a smoothie from Joe and the Juice with lots of ginger in it you can have ginger biscuits I mean the, you know the, the possibilities it, are endless yeah Holland and Barrett also do really amazing actual chunks of ginger that you can eat to help with your nausea yeah so yeah get involved in the ginger vibes um stretch marks are obviously a big talking point uh, obviously going through the changes yeah. in your body um we absolutely love kit and kin they're a fantastic brand emma bunton is actually an ambassador i think she might even be co-founder um they do some lovely products but the stretch mark oil is amazing so i'm like well (laughs) submerging myself in kit and kin stretch mark oil and so far touch wood no stretch marks another product that you absolutely need when you are pregnant is a pregnancy pillow so there are lots out there but I know the Jojo um, mom on baby one is amazing you're using it at the moment aren't you yeah it's the micro bean one Um, so it's sort of it's sort of well how do I say it sort of moulds itself to you it's super comfortable straight through the legs up around the chest you definitely need one of those (laughs) me and my husband used to fight over us (laughs) (laughs) who won (laughs) me obviously Um, and supplements 
Supplements, yeah. So Pregnicare is the obvious one. It's basically you take it every single day and it's got everything you need from folic acid um, to fish oils. Yeah, just basically it can keep your mind at rest yeah. that you're getting all the nutrients that you need. Yeah, and I think it's absolutely key that you take supplements when you're pregnant because baby, as it starts growing from bean to, you know, full bump, just saps everything from you. So the midwives push it on you for a reason. So definitely check out Pregnicare Max. We love them. And also Bump and Glory. They do a really amazing kind of fish oil. So yeah, you've got a couple of options. So that's it from us for this week. Um, if you have liked what you've heard, remember you can subscribe, rate and review the podcast and it kind of gets us out to more people. Um, and you can find all of the products that we've spoken about on today's episode on the websites. So remember, you can get in touch with us as well. Madebymummers.com. Um, also via my Instagram at Zoe Hardman and our Made by Mummers Instagram too. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable. With stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.